You're listening to the Know Nothing Podcast with Stat and Dojo. Hello, good day, good day. Hello, Dojo. Well, hello. It is a good day. It's the best day we ever had. It's, it's the best day ever. Best no, day ever. Because the new, new trailer. You new Star Wars trailers. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't, can't do it. I got the first pour of a drink. Are you, is, that, is that your excited, couldn't keep your, your straight face? I'm, I, I'm an honest guy. Like, people don't get me. Is I, I'm, I'm truthfully honest with, with how I express things. I am not good at faking uh, emotion or faking excitement. I just, I'm not that guy. I just can't. It's not like I'm like trying to be on the sometimes special anyone else. I just can't do it. Like, I kind of, it makes me so uncomfortable. It's awkward. So I just realized I just poured this extremely big glass of whiskey. I did not mean to. It's like a four finger. That's not. That's not going to be good. Oh, four oh. fingers. Mm. Well, listen. Um, I just watched the trailer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you think oh, mm. you were saying this off stream. Off, uh, podcast. What? what are you talking about? This is the first time we talk about this subject. <laughs> huh? Oh, we didn't talk about this at all before. You're no, right. No, no, uh, no. Something about the prequels being better than these Star Wars movies. Um, the reason why I say the new that trilogy. It's the, it's a, it's a big this is a big seismic shift in my thinking because. I've always trash talked the prequels, and I was very upset that George Lucas had a free reign. No one challenged him, so he went hog wild. And I still think they're kind of bad. I'm not saying this is a good. Still movie. think they're kind of bad. They are bad. Okay, there you go. But I think these new trilogies are far worse for a lot of reasons. I think something, had, and I was sucked in it too because the first movie came out. It was like it was like oh, this is back to the old gritty stars we knew and loved, and it was like we're we're getting old characters. Force back. Awakens, you're talking about? Yeah, the first one. So I kind of felt like okay, maybe there's some hope here, like bringing some old characters back, and they have a continuing story, and it feels like the old Star Wars in a way. So there's a lot of nostalgia kicking in with the power production of Disney, and I thought okay, this is awesome, and I think it allowed me to overlook a lot of the issues that. Um, would make the movie bad. And then by the time Last Jedi was done and I left the theater, I was fuming mad. That movie was horrible. Um, for many, we'll go into it and stuff why I think it's bad. But and so, like, then I was like, now from two perspective, two movies, I was like, okay, these aren't that great. And then finally, the trailer dropped today. And I looked at this trailer, I'm like, this is just more of the same hash. This, the, this idea, like, I, I think in your chat today in streaming, my diatribe would be that. These movies are like the DC of the Star Wars universe. You know, DC versus Marvel. Uh, Marvel makes meaningful characters that are about the people. If you watch a Marvel movie, there's only like two really big action sequences in the entire film. And the rest is dialogue. It's called a scene. You know, in a movie theater, a movie a movie terminology, a scene is where two people are, more, are having a moment of, of character arc changes where actual meaningful dialogue happens that has a point to the story. And DC's all about spectacle. It's about I'm, I'm going to interrupt you and just say that I don't think you're right about the amount of action scenes, but I do agree with you in the sense that they are more focused on building of characters compared to DC, who they kind of, if we're talking about like Batman versus Superman and like these other movies that aren't great, I didn't see, um, what was the one with all, everyone came together? Uh, Justice League? Justice League. I don't think I. Oh, maybe I saw it. I probably saw it. I just forgot because it was bad. But <laughs> um, so meaningful. <laughs> oh, the thing is, like, there are some outliers in the DC universe, but for the most part, they do a pretty bad job of developing characters that you care about <clears throat> and like showing why they make decisions. Yeah, the thing is, like, you have to care about. So the the old art adage, like the old film um, theory, is that you have to first make a character cared about before you throw them into a problem, so that you care what happens to them in this situation. And I feel these new Star Wars movies are not doing a good job, just like DC movies don't, of making us truly care about these characters in the right way, or at least at all. Um, so I liked The Force of, uh, Force Awakens. I thought it was just basically a new hope, but like <laughs> like the, you know, um, well, a, that, a better version, not a better version, a, a, like a more advanced version. You know, well, well, yeah. It's in fact the, one of the, someone who analyzed the movie said it's not only the new hope; it is the new hope. It is, it is it's like the exact same thing. It's the same it. plot in absolutely yeah. every way. But that's, but that's not necessarily bad. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> Dude, well, no, because every movie is very similar in in how they're made. We don't realize it, but they're all pretty much the exact same thing. Um, <clears throat> so it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's like New Hope. What's bad is when they follow up with the second movie and it's 
feels like nothing happened mm -hmm. and 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 so many weird decisions and change and, and and choices and like i i was i was entertained i was entertained when i saw it um because i live in california and that helps but afterwards when you think about it it wasn't great like it wasn't and <laughs> i i had a hard time like looking back over and like there was the scene like um on that uh gambling island yeah which was really weird and and strange <laughs> there was the whole like finn and that girl thing which was like it felt super forced and super weird um you mean finn's little girl thing the the uh yeah like don't they kiss or something after like they she almost he almost dies or i don't even know you know so he was he was going to sacrifice himself which would have actually endeared us to finn because he would have sacrificed himself to save the rebel base by destroying the machine and this dumb girl comes flying in and saves him <laughs> she is stupid because she actually she that she's the reason that that, that i don't know I, could go, I'm, I get so mad but, because but, I, but yeah, okay the red the red underneath the sand was cool spectacle i know but it was fucking cool yeah it's spectacle disney is it, it, like they're making an amazing looking film that makes you go wow but you don't you don't once the wow dissipates you don't remember the movie you don't remember what happened i i say this all the time to people ray our protagonist our character we're supposed to care about in two movies i don't know who she is and what she's doing and what's her point of her existence what is her arc what is she doing like you could almost pretend she's trying to be a Jedi, but then like this the last movie kind of just said, well, oh, Jedi's are done, so whatever, fuck off. Like, okay, well then that's not a thing. What was the first movie? She was like kind of like a Luke Skywalker, like to help destroy the base, but then Rain Johnson, the guy Ryan, the guy who actually was directing and writ, writ the second movie, the eighth movie, I guess you want to call it, threw away everything that Abrams set up in the Wakens. There's like 12 major plot points and moments in that movie that he just instantly threw away. And everyone can see this in, in clear detail right away, um, almost like a snub to Abrams. And you can and you can point out to that one scene everyone knows about when the movie ends on the first, uh, on Wakens of, of, of Ray giving Luke the, the, the lightsaber. And the next, mo next movie, he immediately throws it over his shoulder with some sort of gaff, like a silly joke, which is, by the way, one of the worst things about that movie is the humor they try to put in there. That is a what right... What did he do? He threw the he, he they start the next movie with Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder like he doesn't give a fuck, and they start the movie with that in, in Force Awakens and in Force Awakens um the last Last Jedi yeah it's Last Jedi they start the movie with that as in an, a quick indication yeah guess what everything Abram sets up we're just gonna throw away this amazing moment where he gets reunited with his lightsaber no we don't care throw it over his shoulder shows he doesn't give a crap um that's just one of like twelve major moments that he just totally screwed over the Snook Snow character. Builds up in this first movie. I mean, to a he series. He was super cool. Yeah, he was like, if you remember the, the, the trailers for Force Awakens, he wasn't even seen. You just heard his voice. And yeah, then he was really, really interesting. Really interesting, really Like, who is he? There's like a bunch of fan fiction, a lot of ideas. The internet went crazy. Like, this guy could be this, 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 this. What do they do? He just kills him. He's like, whatever. Just kills him. Almost like, no, we don't. Whatever, he's dead. Whatever. That was in the second one, right? Yes, yes. Last one, you know, for the last year, he's dead now. Okay, gone. No story, no backstory, no where he come from, why was he there, who he was. Nothing. He's just dead. Like what the, so it's it's just like this this things that Rain did to destroy Abrams' setups might be the final. Spoilers, by the way, guys. What? <laughs> Who? Spoilers. There's spoilers in this in this conversation. Well, not. I mean, I'm not gonna see. Look, a movie that's that from last year was last year or two two years ago. I'm not gonna worry about spoiling. My my always my, my uh, statute of limitations on spoiling is, is six months to a year. If you haven't seen the movie in that amount of time, once it's come out on Blu-ray, too bad. You know, it's like... It's like you didn't care enough. Yeah, like, come on, man. You obviously aren't that interested in seeing it. You're going to see it. You're going to forget what I said anyways by the time you see it. You know, it's like you're not going to watch the movie in about two months and go, oh, what Dojo said, oh, shoot, he did let me know. Yeah, it, it's ruined for you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but it doesn't matter. I, I, I fundamentally think a movie... <laughs> if a movie is good, I don't think you can ruin it with spoilers, in my opinion. I really don't. I think if it's a great movie, you can't ruin it. Unless, of course, it's like the major per... Like, if you tell... Again, like this, seven? Like seven, well... Yeah, Dude, I guess. You, know, you could ruin it. You, you could. Seven was so fucking good. Actually, you know what the, be the best uh, movie, uh, the best movie mind job at my entire, and I still this day will never be beaten, will be Matrix. Because I went into that movie not knowing what I was going to watch, really. I just thought it was kind of cool looking. And because none of those previews told you about what it was about. They only gave you that intro, which is the first like 20 minutes of the movie. So the, f the second that he woke up out of the fucking like ether and was in the universe, I was staring at the screen big eyes like, 
holy this is this is where we're going i've never and then look at the next two movies well yeah but that was no no i think it was shot skowski drugs skowski brothers just took too much heroin at that point they just they lost their their focus but <laughs> um but the fact that that is still the single most biggest change or, or what you call it i guess it's a twist in a movie that i've ever experienced and i'll never experience it one like that again if you tell somebody that you'll never experience anything like that again i just don't think so i think it's too monumental i think at that point it'll just be a copy of the matrix at that point you know that's so like it's so unique but that, i go on and i don't want to diverge the point is ryan ryan i don't know how to split ryan ryan i guess it's ryan it's r-i-a-n that's the name of the director it's writer. a ryan Riani? ryan 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 he, I don't know. I don't he know totally thing. screwed everything Abram was trying to do in The Awakens. I said The Awakens wasn't a bad movie. But why do you think that is? Why do you think that like he went in that direction? Do you think that like directors make choices to make things their own and be like, oh, this is my movie, not necessarily a continuation of your movie? Do you think that like that is something that like happens, or or do you think it's more that? They, they are making those choices because they think it's really what's best, or is it like an ego thing? It is impossible to tell. Um, in, in my in my personal opinion, I think it's hubris. I think it's an idea that the biggest risks come up with the biggest rewards. So if he was like did this and it was being a it was a freaking best Star Wars movie ever made, then he would be pat on the back as guy a guy who took a risk and went crazy. I think that's where it was coming from. But what risk did he take by throwing away everything Abram set up? He threw everything away. There is not a single thing in Force Awakens that stood still in the second movie. Give me one. You know, probably, I don't know if you can remember him, but there's not one I can think of. There's a one character arc. Even like Finn being unconscious at the end of the movie in some kind of like cryo chamber, he like wakes up out of nowhere in some comical, horrible scene of him walking down the hallway with water squirting out of his back. Like he just destroyed everything Abram set up. Like everything. And it's so ridiculous. So. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was thinking something cool was going to come from it. Who knows? All I know is I would say right now, without a doubt, The Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie of all all eight so far. And that's including the prequels, which is a big deal because, man, those Clone War movies is pretty pretty horrendous. I mean, and of course, uh, uh, Phantom Menace had a lot of plot holes and a lot of problems. But there's at least a a kind of a, a, a soft reality of, of Star Wars and an arc and... A point to some things were happening. You know, there's a there's a beginning, a middle, of an end. These movies have nothing. I also believe that if you're going to compare this movie, yeah, the the Last Jedi with the prequels, yeah, I think it's we have to take in consideration the ability that we have now to make a movie look a certain way versus back then, and I think that it makes a difference. Like the the graphics and the CG and all that. You, you have an advantage like in what you're doing and what you can show and what you can do on screen. Like if you look back at those three movies, they looked with, with the characters that they made, I felt like they, they looked bad. Like they looked cheesy, you know, mm -hmm. now that doesn't really happen. Even if the character is ugly looking or bad design, they still look cool. Like they still look good on the screen. They like fit into the scene they, you know, there's something that I feel like it's it's almost like they, you have an, I feel like you have an advantage making a movie now, especially if you have Disney's budget comparing back to like, not to say that he didn't have a big budget back then, but I mean, Disney's like this powerhouse, you know, they like, they churn out amazing movies. They just like have been crushing it with Marvel. I mean, well, you, you think they would take some cues from it? Well, technically Disney isn't in charge of Marvel. Marvel's a Marvel studio. They just own them. Marvel is, is I think, I think they're a, an autonomous. Well, wait, you don't think that they don't, isn't it just Lucasfilm? They just own Lucasfilm? Yeah, I, I don't know. It all, well, Lucasfilm was sold. It was sold to Disney. So the people in charge of Lucasfilm aren't in charge of Lucasfilm anymore. I think it was, like, they, like, that was Lucas. George Lucas was in charge of the, uh, and he sold it. It's like the people in charge of Marvel selling it to Disney and not being in charge of Marvel anymore. I don't think that's how it happened, but I don't know. But that's, right? that's how it works. When you're a big company, you buy another company. That's what happens. I don't. I don't even know when Marvel. I don't know when that happened. When they bought Disney, Did, I, 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 was it from the beginning? I don't even know. But this Disney is... bought Marvel um, somewhere like after the Iron Man movies. I'm not sure when though. I'm gonna look that up sometime. Um, I don't know. I, I just I'm not gonna get too con. I'm not gonna blame Disney per se. I think I'm gonna blame the fact that. It's kind of like a, a guaranteed slam dunk no matter what happens, right? It's Star Wars. Everyone loves Star Wars. It's Disney. Everyone loves Disney. And we got infinite money. Let's just do it. And I don't think there's any, there's no, no. So, like, 
I feel like I'm being very object objective by these movies because I'm not blinded by my nostalgia. I'm not like, oh, I wish Han Solo didn't die. That's not my problem. My problem is that there's no meaning to his death. You know, there's no there's no purpose to it. And, you know, in the first movie, um, in these in these new trilogies, like he's dead now, right? So what was this? When, we, when I say first movie, I'm referring to this yeah, trilogy. No. Well, The Force Awakens, and so now his son um, Kylo Ren, who killed him, there's supposed to be a character arc with him killing his dad. Where is that character arc? Because it's dead now. Because R Ryan, R Rianne, whatever, just just wiped it clean by making him save his mom. But his mom didn't save because someone else ended up shooting him. Oh, but wait a minute, we're gonna make him fly through space and then randomly out of nowhere have the force ability to fly through space in vacuum. Which is what? Okay. And then she's alive again. So what's the point of all this? Like, there's no everything's just. I didn't happening. understand that either. Like, she was out in space and then wakes up and force pulls herself, which I think is possible to force pull yourself out of space but i mean a human body yeah. would die yeah no, that's a, no you, you, you die you suffocate in like 20 seconds not, this isn't like some kind of force thing it's dumb it's dumb it's dumb it doesn't make any sense and wasn't it. right after that was it who who drove through the or light speed through the other oh my god um ship yeah what's her face from jurassic park um look that is fundamentally the most upsetting thing because I think you were talking about on your channel today that that's not how that's not how hyperspace is supposed to work theoretically, right? It's it's actually a collapsing of time space and a punching through holes. It's like a, it's like a wormhole. That's why when you look at the Millennium Falcon going through hyperspace, it's like a tunnel because it's, it's a fucking tunnel. It's not like it's not like some sort of like they're moving like a like, like point A to point B. It's it's an actual theory that 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 time space folding is, space is folded and there's like a you punch a hole through it and it's like an instant boom boom in between places like a tunnel. It's a it's a, it's a wormhole. And so this, whatever this, this thing that they did, which is ridiculous, makes no sense. Because if this was a real thing in this universe, if this was something you could do with a hyperdrive, there, wh why wouldn't they just fucking take a whole bunch of robot ships that have hyperdrives and just throw them at each other, you know, all the time? What, what, why would they even have manned ships? Why bother? Just, oh, big, big huge uh, Death Star, no problem. We'll just send 70,000 ships, unmanned, light hyperspace, right at it. Oh, blew it up. We're done. It's a stupid stupid mechanic that is spectacle it's I, fucking it spectacle. was definitely spectacle because it looked fucking sick. it would look sick. yeah when, I was, when it happened like, <laughs> it oh my god so i didn't even think about it until after the movie like wait a minute why didn't they just do that to the death star you know what the fuck what's going on here and it and then why didn't she also talk about it why didn't she say that she was going to do this why'd she hide this plan the whole damn movie the whole movie was, that going, was so weird that like she was hiding it yeah it's, it's like it was supposed to create intrigue it's like it's like it's like children. It's like early college. Did they get into like an ugly situation because she wasn't being straight up or something? I don't well, that... remember exactly how it went down. And then like, uh, anyways, I it's, <laughs> it's it's a little frustrating. And and part of it is like, you know, you're you're, you're here watching this from the sidelines, and nothing you can do, obviously. And and yeah. you you kind of just have to accept the way that things are done, and and accept that like that was the vision that everyone agreed on. That was like the people who are in charge made those choices. And I think it's okay. You know, it's okay for that. Um, because I think that, like, there's there's pros and cons. I mean, like, one of the pros of of it is that, you know, we get a Star Wars movie every year. And it's and, and like you said, it's some most of it is spectacle. Yeah. I mean, Rogue One was, like, to me, uh, one of the best Star Wars movies because it had no... It, like, it wasn't forced to do something with characters... To like appease certain people, it's it's like it flew under the radar, as I would call it. It die. flew it flew under the radar of the people with a lot of money. They're like, okay, we'll just give you this movie, have it fun. And the people who were in charge of that movie, I think, fundamentally understood Star Wars. They understand what it meant, and they were not the tier they're not the tier tier A people. There was no name actress. Like, who was the most famous actor in, in, in that movie? I can't even name. I mean, you got Morgan Stern, guy that, that guy from Germany, I think his name, is, whatever. He was a good actor. He's in the Bond movies, but I mean, like. Actors who were like famous. There's no one, and that's another another like uh, uh, harking back to old Star Wars that there was always no name actors. It felt like they just knew what Star Wars was, and they kind of kind of flew under the radar, getting away with stuff without anyone above them telling them, no, you have to hit these price points, you do these things, and uh, make it a movie that does this. But I don't know. I, I, that's all speculation because we don't know how they made it. But yeah, Rogue One, phenomenal movie. I I think that's one of the best Star Wars movies. I think it almost it might be better in Return of the Jedi for a lot of reasons. Mm, I know it's tough. I don't know about that. It's but, uh, it's hold on, it's tough because you're nostalgia. It's one thing I have to struggle with too. Nostalgia. It's it's. I personally think that the Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Well, I know. I didn't say the best movie. I said it's a little bit better than Return of the Jedi. I said Rogue One. 
My mind Bowman is really good, and and I like that it's like an encapsulated movie, mm-hmm. and the the it's just it's great. The characters are great, they're, and I like that they're no name. Um, I almost didn't really like the main guy. I was like not really into him, and then he kind of like grew on me over the over the the course of the show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, like this guy is actually transforming in front of me. Like this is acting, you know. This is like actual yeah. character progression and, and character arc, and it was really good. And and then there was like the robot was hilarious. The best, um, yeah. Honestly, the was, best robot was eighty eight something eighty eight, right? Something uh, DT eighty eight or something. He is probably the best uh, non human character in Star Wars since three PO, hands down. He is phenomenal. He, he I loved the the K two S O K two S O. Why did I think it was DT eighty eight? DT eighty eight is the 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 uh, bounty hunter. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of, they looked similar, the similar uh, uh, big black characters. But um, no, the movie, so it hit on humor, it hit on character arcs. Uh, dude, and like the scenes at the end with, with Darth Vader, f- like that's how you do spectacle, right? Dude, I'm getting chills for thinking about it. Like that's how you fucking do spectacle. You don't make it the point of the movie. You go, all right, we know where this movie's going. You know what's going to happen. You know the rebels get the... The, the plans you know there's no way he's gonna let's just fucking show why were people were actually scared of darth vader for once because we always knew he was scary but why why were people scared of him because he was always so calm you know never just going crazy but no we're gonna have him slaughter an entire squad of, of dudes like like they were he's cutting through paper and make it a quick scene the scene's only like 45 seconds it's not that long but that's how you do spectacle and it was gorgeous and it was beautiful it was a great way of ending the movie and seeing him sitting on the, on the platform looking out being pissed it was a great scene that stuff matters, but then they then you go to the new movies. There's so much stupid scenes that, that make no damn sense and have no purpose. It upsets me. Like you've destroyed what it means to be a Star Wars movie because everything is just spectacle now. It's just a bunch of stupid Star Wars uh, Darth Vader killing people now. I mean, yeah, makes me mad. I'm very mad. I hear that. Um, <clears throat> and then so like, I enjoyed that movie i enjoy, i actually enjoyed han solo even though it was kind of like um it was a lower tier but it was good it wasn't bad it, it was, was like okay entertaining you know, it didn't feel that star warsy but it was good I mean, like i felt like it was a good sci-fi movie you know what i mean that's what i liked about it and i felt like based on what happened with that movie i actually feel like it ended up being okay i was really nervous because of like the change of directors and like a whole bunch of issues that they were having over there yeah so um it was good to see that and then there's like this new bounty hunter show that's coming out Man, which, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, which is like this is what I'm saying. Like these are the positives that come out of like Disney buying Star Wars and and having the ability to do these really cool things. And then there's like there's new games coming out that supposedly the new game um, is going to be really cool, and I'm excited for that game. But yeah, it's sad that that movie. I don't know how these things happen. I'd like to understand, <laughs> and and I feel like it, part of it is is. I think out of the control of some people, like maybe uh, like Ryan or Ian or whatever is, is being pressured to do certain things. Like, cause I'll give you another example is, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, he did Chappie and he also did district nine. Um, yeah, from South Africa. Yeah. Um, he, so, um, the thing with him is <laughs> this guy, Neil Bloomkamp, he, to me, was like the the I, I looked at him like he was like this next level director. I was looking at him. I was like, I love everything he's doing. Yeah, he was he was crushing it. You know, he he made District Nine from like a failed attempt to make Halo. Supposedly, mm-hmm. it was like it was like Halo was supposed to happen and didn't happen. So they ended up using. If you look, like the the vehicles and the guns almost look like Halo stuff and like. Yeah, it's they had, just they had special effects. They started the, uh, the the preliminaries of the CGI stuff too. Yeah, but they, they they abandoned the project, and so then they used the leftovers, which was free at that point because it was left over, and got the licensing to to make. Uh, and and then he had done a really cool some really cool uh, shorts, and things like that. Um, Elysium was okay. I, I liked it. It wasn't like I liked it. I, really, I, I did like it. I, I dug it wasn't it. bad. It just was like it was just like a you know decent movie, good follow up to District Nine, and then Chappie comes out and I thought Chappie was like terrible and supposedly like there are times that you're as a director your hands are tied like you, you're forced to go down a path that you don't necessarily want to go if you want to like keep your job or whatever and I'm not sure if that's what happened but based on like the movies like Chappie didn't seem like his type of you know what he would have done if he had maybe full control to do it 
And I think that kind of maybe is happening with, with what's his name as well? Ryan. Prime, no, no, I think it's the other way around. The Ryan had over control. Back, uh, Luke Skywalker. Luke, wow, I'm so feel dumb. Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker. If, if anybody wants to be on, uh, to understand my side of the Star Wars stuff, you know, watch this, the struggles that poor Mark Hamill um, had with these movies and how he he's a sweetheart. Like he's a real good guy, and he really he fundamentally is one of anyone in the Star Wars universe. He loved being part of it. He loved continuing it. He is really good with with the uh, the fans, and he's. Always, always encouraging everyone to uh, to you know, talk to him and be part of it, and have a t he'll always be okay to having a dialogue about Star Wars. He's never, never pushed away, and he, you can see it in these interviews leading up to these movies how he knows he's not allowed to talk about this stuff because he's told he like a, you know he's told not to, but it starts to eke out in how he talks about it. And there's some YouTube videos of uh, doing compilation videos of all of his interviews and things he said, where he's basically like, "This is not the Luke Skywalker that I know. I've had to in order to do these movies." fundamentally pretend that this is a different universe and this is a different Luke Skywalker and I'm going to pretend that this is this guy. And he said that, like, on interview. He understands that this is a broken fucking trilogy that doesn't make any sense within the uh, the, this, the zeitgeist, or what's the term? The uh, What's the term when you... Uh, the canon. The canon of Star Wars. It's something else. It's a different universe. Because Luke would not do what he does. And so this poor guy is having to be, you know, he lived his life as Luke Skywalker. He's excited to come back and be this character. And now he's forced to play someone he doesn't want to be. Him and Ryan apparently really fought on set because Ryan wrote his character to be this fucking asshole who doesn't care about the Force anymore. And it doesn't make any sense. Another plot hole here that Jedi's are supposed like to be Why did he become so, like, bitter, angry? Yeah, because Obi-Wan didn't. You know, Obi-Wan, you know, he's one of the last Jedi's in the entire universe, and he became this, this hopeful patient old man slowly teaching Luke as best he can in his own way. Like, he was this nice old man. Why wasn't Luke like that? I, and that would have been such a better parallel to make him basically become Obi-Wan. That would have been so much been since this bitter old angry person who thinks that Jedi should end. Like, Jesus. Like, way, way to just shit on everybody, you know? But... I, well, I agree. Like, it, they don't... Because they don't really show why even mm. that like happens to him there's no there's no there's he, no uh he, yeah no arc he just ends up being angry right just, just you know you disappear for a fucking entire movie and come back and he's pissed off okay what <laughs> like nothing i mean nothing happened like remember last time we saw luke he was celebrating with his friends at the ewoks and this big celebration on 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 uh on, on the forest moon of endor and 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 and, and seeing his dad and, and smiling and seeing and being peaceful that that they're all okay and we're doing well Fast forward, he's like gone, and we don't know why, and we never really explains why. And then Seeing his dad, yeah, remember his dad, Darth Vader. Remember he saw his dad Yoda and, and Obi Wan at the end of Return of Jedi, his ghosts, and he smiles. Oh, his ghosts. Okay, yeah, okay, and he's yeah. smiling, and then and Leia comes over and grabs him, and they say, come on over, and they come to bed, and it's like that's the end of the movie. It's like everything's good and happy, and suddenly fast forward, and suddenly everything's horrible again. Like why? What's going on? Why is it so bad? Never explains. It just says it's a fucking toxic situation. Get rid of the Jedi. It makes no sense. It's just like a. It's a mechanic to create strife. Like all movies, like the with movie one on one, you have to create a uh, protagonist, you have to create an antagonist, and you have to create a, a problem or, or something to solve, right? And they're just making a problem without having to explain it. It just sucks. So now that Ray has to struggle to get the him, the problem to teach happened her. in between the I don't think like so, the man. sixth movie and the eighth movie, yeah, or the seventh movie. You, whatever. Could, you could argue that, but if they could somehow pull off a middle movie between there about Luke. And it totally explain it, that'd be great. But you know that can't happen because you already know there's internal strife between everybody. If Abrams can set up an entire plot point with like 12 different people, and then Ryan can just destroy them in one movie, and no one in the, in the industry is like, okay, why did this happen? Then how in the hell are they going to come together with a movie between the movies to explain stuff? And there's, no, there's, no, there's no continuity here. So there's no way they could make a movie because the continuity still ends because, Luke, the movies don't make sense. They just don't already. So... <sighs> I feel bad for Mark Hamill because I feel like he should have been given the reins. If I was if I was if I was a man in charge of Disney, I should have said, Mark Hamill, you're gonna write and direct these new trilogies. You're in charge. <laughs> Don't laugh. Has he done that before? Yeah, he's written he's written a lot of stuff, yeah. He's written lots of books, a lot of Star Wars books, I think. Um he's he's very talented in, in understanding Star Wars universe. He's very very uh, he's he sees it sacred. He understands the what it means to be a Jedi. Like he really thinks about it. Like like he's a fan of his own of their own stuff. And I think the more like go watch interviews of the guy. It's it's fascinating what he says about Star Wars and what he thinks things should have been and should be and stuff. I and I think that's what Disney should have done. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe it's not the end of the world. Maybe somehow magically they'll they'll realize these are shit movies and they'll just come out with a reboot of the trilogy and they'll give somebody like Mark Hamill the power because I don't know why 
they chose who they chose. Uh, Abrams was great at the first Star Trek movie, but the, you know those kind of fell apart too. Um, Force Awakens wasn't a total nightmare per se, but it still felt kind of shallow in comparison. It felt more like fan service with the returning cast and stuff. And I don't know. I just it's something funky about how they seem to not to trust the people that they should have trusted. Yeah. Um, just want to just want to point something out here. Oh. <clears throat> He hasn't written anything. What? Yeah, he's 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 written something that's not out yet, and it's not has nothing to do with. Mm. Um, you mean uh, you mean Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill. Wait, I, I guess because sworn he did something, not necessarily Star Wars. He, but... he hasn't. He's directed the Lego Star Wars movie, Lego Star Wars: Revenge of the Brick, sequence director, <laughs> and comic book the movie. What? And yeah. Well, so Mark Hamill, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, as much as I'd like to say, oh, that'd be cool if they gave it to him. I don't know if that's necessarily the smart move there, but I don't understand why um, there's so much like discrepancy between the like Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. It's like, why don't they mesh better? You know, the, the thing what's interesting about um, Rian is that he actually has done some really cool things like he he did ryan but first of all only he only is he, it ryan yeah ryan this is called ryan i mean i was joking about his name it's, it's ryan but the only movie that oh, he you wrote were joking you had me the only movie he wrote that was any of any of any significance was looper and that was it actually had a lot of plot holes in it by the way and looper was a fun sci-fi movie but it wasn't that good so i don't know i mean mark hamill seems to have just as many writing credits as he does for the most part I mean, he, had, he wrote some stuff in the night, like he cut a couple of short, well, short stories. Well, no, he, this guy wrote and directed a feature film. Looper. Yeah, and he also did The Brothers Bloom and Brick. I, I haven't seen those movies, but he did those as well. Um, but the point is, um, another interesting about Ryan is that he also did, directed three Breaking Bad um, episodes. One of them I hated, The Fly. Uh, which was the one where, like, Walt is inside of the cook room with, like, trying to kill this fly for the entire episode, which I thought was terrible. Um, <clears throat> it was actually one of the only episodes in the show I didn't like. But he also directed <laughs> Ozzy Van Dias, which was one of the best episodes I've ever seen on television. Again, and but that's directing. He didn't write it, so he could be it could be the writing that made you love it, not the way he directed it. Keep that in mind. By the time season, that was 2013. So that by the time that season was going, that was like five seasons in, six seasons in. So all the, all the actors know their shit. Like they know their characters. There's probably not that much directing going on at that point. They're just doing the the, the, the script. I don't well, know. I don't want to downplay what a director does, um, Dojo. But you are right in the sense that he, he is, took something that was already established. established. People know what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, that episode is unbelievable. Like Ozymandias is unbelievable. It's one. Of, it's seriously one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Well, I don't. I don't know why we're even talking about this. Like, so this is. Because I want to give him some credit, and I want to say that like, I don't want to be like hating on the guy because of a, ba a, a of a movie that to us doesn't seem like up to par with what we expect. But it, it almost feels like on the level of what Star Wars movies have become. It's like this is kind of what you expect from a Star Wars movie to be a spectacle to make a billion dollars and to sell a lot of product, you know, with the pictures of, of Luke Skywalker on toothpaste. Like that's literally <laughs> what it is. And 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 I, I'm not I'm not mad about it because I feel like we get other things with it. We get Rogue One, you know, or we get Han Solo story, we get the Mandalorian, we get these um who knows what else is coming. You know, it's like so maybe they gotta do these mundane for everybody stories that kind of touch on everything but don't really give you no no that's not what this the depth is that you that's want not what these are this is not what that's not what this is this is not about depth this isn't this is bigger than that this is what is it then it's filmmaking 101 as i said you have a protagonist you have an antagonist you have to create a strike a struggle Okay, the old idea, remember the old three-act play, the idea of like you, you introduce your characters, you put them in, in, in an undying situation where they can't get out of, and the third act, they get out of it and they win. This is fundamental, like if you were in a script school, you went to film school, 
it's like the first class about the stuff you learn and they're just breaking all the rules across the board because they just it's just i think too many people too much money too many things moving at a fast pace and it's just no one is actually in charge with a creative stability i guess i don't know like you should, like there's some great youtube videos about why these movies are not working and why they're so bad now people might come in you know listen to this podcast and like well you know like empire has this 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 but when you break down those older movies they're not as they don't fall apart as easily there's some small subtle things that are kind of like eh, but they're nothing as fundamentally broken as i think i don't know if i told i think it was offline but in on the, there is a scene did we talk about this did we talked about this in the podcast already there's a scene in let's talk about it again okay the scene in uh in, in in the last jedi where what's her name from Jurassic Park is hiding all their secrets like for some reason that she has this plan not telling one and so uh um the, the definitely talked about this uh, i did so the pilot and the scene between the the, the, the casino scene could be totally chopped out of that movie completely oh, we didn't, you didn't say that okay you that's, 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 that's you're talking, talking about the casino island the, the fact that what's his name the pilot uh rebels you know, has this plan to get this code guy who breaks to break in to do all this stuff that entire stuff it fails in the end, right? It's a yeah. They don't actually get him to work with them. No, it, it doesn't it he betray them. Yeah, he betrays them. It's a total, it's a total nightmare. It's a, it's a shit show from start to finish. It doesn't work. It fails. It's a dumb character plot. The characters are un, are meaningless. They say nothing important. There's no point to anyone. No one benefits from it. No one grows from this experience. It is a forty minute chunk of movie of time that has no. Per In fact, I know this works because I watched it on Blu-ray, which I'm dumb. I bought it. I stopped at the second that they, that plan was talked about, and I and I fast forward until they were done with it, and the movie was better. Like it didn't make any. There's no need for it. It doesn't have any purpose. That is something that when you are going over a screenplay, there should well, be someone. Wait, wait, wait. There was one thing. They saved a kid who then ends up being like at the end of the movie. No, or is that like that kid in the in the barn? What about the kid? Oh, they saved the kid. They might have saved a kid, but who gives a flame? The, the little barn thing was just to show that the, the force is everywhere. That that was my assumption. They're just showing you the oh, force. Oh, because barn kid has the force. Yeah, barn kid has the force. Which again, what with what the literal hell? Like, what, so it's just magically kids just know how to use the force. Like back in the prequel era, you had to go to goddamn school to learn how to do this stuff. And this kid is like, oh, Yoda, my, I just push my broom around, no problem, whatever. It cheapens this shit to a point where like, what is why? Why would you do that? Oh, that's right, spectacle. It's just, it's about, so it, it, the whole purpose of that scene is to make people in the theater go, oh my God. That's all it is. It, it, there's no purpose. There's no meaning. There's no depth to it. There's no backstory. There's no anchoring in the universe. It's just like, oh, look, cool. He knows the push Maybe Barn Kid will have a spinoff. <laughs> It'll call it Barn Kid. Star Wars <laughs> Barn Kid. <laughs> Rise of the Barn Kid. Dude, that could be a so better by movie. By the way, than did you know this? I didn't. Did you know that I didn't. the next movie, mm. Rise of the Skywalker, or Rise of Skywalker, is directed by J.J. Abrams? Yeah, I know, because they because Ryan totally fucked up the whole thing. No. That's not what... Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think that he fucked up everything. I do. I don't think that's how Disney sees it. Because Disney gave him the range to a whole nother trilogy. Un, unannounced Star Wars trilogy. Are you serious? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, Ryan is getting his own uh, trilogy. How? Or he's directing his own trilogy. He's so bad. He's so bad. He's so fucking bad. Wow. He's bad. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pull punches on this. Not him bad. You could say he's that a director. the movie is bad. He's a, no, he's a director and a writer of that movie. It was a horrible fucking movie from writing and directing standpoint. So no, he's bad. I feel like it's unfair to oh, what? fully blame this person. I think that there's a what? lot of people around him that are... are are pulling the strings too that like you kind of have to step in line, dude. Like, didn't you just you say you hated? What the, the, didn't you say like the one one episode of Breaking Bad you didn't like is the one he wrote and directed? Like what? One of them, and then the other one was like the best one at the end of the season when everything was established. My point is like when things were early, when a director would make the most impact, you hated that film. So I don't know. He, his track record, from my point of view, has been pretty thin. This isn't like some guy who has like Oscars under his belt. This guy is a pretty early dude who's messed up a bunch of times already. I, I don't see him as some guy like someone else is influencing him. He fucked over. He wrote Abrams out of that second movie. That is right there, I think. So I, now Abrams is coming back in. He's going to write himself back. Oh, God. I don't, dude, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a shit show. You know what's going to happen? The beginning of the movie, Finn's going to wake up, and it was a fucking dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, we never went to that, that stupid 
I wish. I wish. I wish. Oh, uh, by the How way, funny would that be? He's like, oh, you go to that stupid planet. Why would we go there? I mean, like, like the, one of those YouTube videos I talked about, he talked about Finn's character arc and how, how, he, how it should have been done and how Phantom, Phantasm, right? The, the, the silver stormtrooper lady. Yeah. That is another underused character that was just totally fucking thrown under the bus. She looked super cool and then kind of like, same thing, kind of just like was like whatever. Yeah, it was like whatever character. Like they in the, the, this YouTube video talks about it. Uh, we should I should find a way to link to it, but it's really a fascinating study on this stuff. How they even they they marketed this character as a as a toy before the movie came out. It was like a big ass badass character. She did nothing of any substance in that movie. In fact, um, Finn when she when they first battle gets his ass kicked by her, and suddenly out of nowhere he just destroys her by the end of the end of, of, of Lost Jedi for no for no reason. Just just fucking just like yeah now I can kick your ass now. Why? What what kind of superpowers did he learn in the period of that time uh, uh, in hibernation in that little cryogenic chamber? Like why did he be able to suddenly kick ass and take names and kill her? In this, um, well, not killer. We don't know if she's actually dead. She fell through the the floorboards and the and the destroyer, so we don't know if she's dead. But uh, probably is dead. Who knows? Who cares? The character's pointless. She has no arc. She has no point to the movie. There's such underused material here. I don't, I I I don't understand why. I feel like everyone could do a better job than what happened. Like, why is it so hard to do this stuff? I just think it's a spectacle. I think it's like they started the movies with. What could we do here, 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 here to have really cool events, like things to see on screen? And then can we tie it together somehow? I think that's how they wrote these movies. They didn't write it from a character standpoint. There's no way because there's name me a character arc in there that's interesting. Name me one person quickly. Like anyone, any character that you're like, ooh, what's going to happen to them? I don't give a fuck. None of them. They don't, they don't matter to me. Like even, even Kylo Ren, who was slightly interesting at the beginning of Force Awakens, just became this like whiny little bitch that doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He has no, <laughs> like he doesn't have any like. What was he good? Is he bad? Is he doing something? Does he care about someone? Is he is he trying to be in charge? Is he? What is his point? Like I don't get any of the characters. Nobody does anything. Even R two fucking D two goes hibernating. No one explains why. It just fucking doesn't just doesn't do anything for like an entire movie. It's like, well, why? What were you doing? Why were you just sitting there? Why would you, what's why? No one talks about it. That's it. Now he's awake. Great. Okay, cool. He's a, now he's awake. <laughs> Fun. Like, what the so fuck? What, what would you, um, what would you rate this movie on 10? With which one? Because I'm talking more about um, We're talking about the, uh, The Last Jedi. One out of 10? Like, like, sorry, is it like a 10 scale? Yeah. 10 being the best. I don't know. I only like scales because there's too much nuance, but um, somewhere between a five and a five and a half. Like it's it's like because of the spectacle, get stoned, get a bunch of popcorn, enjoy your movie. But beyond that, it's pointless. Don't watch it. Well, I think you should watch it so they keep making more movies. Um, <laughs> they're not gonna make movies. Selfishly, I want wow. more Star Wars movies. Wow. They're not gonna stop. I, I, and and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Dojo. When it comes to, to movies, when it comes to things like this, um, I guess I've gotten to the point where I kind of ex can't expect everything to be godlike. And 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 I do wish they were. And I and I, I think it's like it comes down to what we like you said, nostalgia, right? Yeah. You can't ever like live up to nope. no and what you believe was like the best thing in the world when you were growing up. And I think that another good example of that, aside from movies, is actually Half-Life. Like, one of the mm -hmm. reasons why I don't think they would ever make Half-Life 3 is because they'll never make it good enough for what people think it should be. It'll never, ever achieve that I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. I know what you're saying, and I get it. But they have a case study of, of that. Hold on. Uh, no, not, not, no, but even... Uh, hold you on. You don't even have to say hold that. Hold on. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm not trying to be... You you will admit when I say like oh, I guess that's true. They, there's you already there, there's already a case study to prove you sort of wrong, and that's Rogue One. That movie Rogue One is not uh, um what? like a good example. What? Okay, why? Because I don't think like you said they didn't put the full force behind it. They didn't treat it like <laughs> pun <it's> intended. Like... <laughs> Do you hear what you said? Of course I heard it. Okay. <laughs> of course, I heard what I said, though, Joe. Well, you're not and reacting. I, I thought you'd laugh or like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I was cute." Oh, I wasn't done. Why oh, just keep going? I just <laughs> you said it yourself that it was like a side, a side, almost like a side 
like show thing. It flew. Like, it, go flew do under this. Radar. it flew under the radar of the people. It's almost like an, it was almost like an indie film yeah. Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. When, when those movies, like <laughs> that, was already like, I don't know. I feel like it was like a bonus. Like it, 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 it it's a, um, a one off. Like you, you, you can't say that like every movie will be that way. That's what I'm trying to say is that it's impossible that like everything will be that way. No, but I think what they should have done is they should have done the same thing as that is given the trilogy to an indie t indie house to go crazy on. You know, Disney has so much but, money. But Rogue Why? One, I mean, Rogue One did well. Rogue One made a billion dollars. A billion? Seriously? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Man, I think well, well, that, that was their test, right? Well, well, that was their... Jedi, 1.3 billion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A I mean, people saw it. I know they did because it's all spectacle. So people have to force awaken it. 2 billion. It's almost like people have to see it. Otherwise they get made fun of or like you didn't know you don't see that. You know, it's almost like a, it's like a peer pressure. The water thing. cooler of shame. Yeah, when you go of. to the water cooler the next day and, and the, yeah, everyone shames you for like, not oh, seeing I Star Wars. Saw, I saw Star Wars. You see Star Wars. And you're like, no, no. Why not? Because <laughs> they're fucking horrible movies. I mean, I don't know. It's no, like, I like Star Trek. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, my point in my Rogue One thing is that you're saying your original point was that nostalgia makes it impossible to reach to that level again. I agree to you at a certain point, but I'm not just talking about nostalgia. I've struggled with this nostalgia concept from gaming to movies for a long time. How much do I judge objectively something coming down the line with my, my, my nostalgia? Because it does. You're, there is something about your childhood that imprints something in you that you it's not even real usually. And I get that. But when you what I do with these movies, I look at them simply from a straight up filmmaking script writing 101 standpoint. Does it hold up? If you were to write this script and hand it in for your freshman or college or let's say let's say you know senior thesis, would it hold up to a professor? And the answer is absolutely not. These these plot points <laughs> like you they they hand this into the professor yeah. and he's like this no. is a fail. This is a fail. It is because <laughs> there's too many fail. You, you're being held back, yes. Ryan. Ryan, I, you joke, but I'm telling you, it's totally true. Because, and, and by the prequels, fall in this same category in a lot of ways too. The best, you know, little. I always like this example. You know, the Phantom Menace, right? The very first movie, the invading the force, the invading force to the Naboo, not Naboo, is it Naboo? I don't remember. I don't care. Fuck it. Yeah, Naboo. Invading force. They land the on. They say they land on the opposite side of the planet to avoid detection. Yeah. How long were they traveling across this planet to invade? Was it like a fucking year? Like, what were they doing traveling? I mean, they, so on the opposite side of the planet, right? And there was something else, something like, like why? Why would they do that? They, it doesn't make any sense. Um, there's like there's like a thousand little plot points that are plot holes in that, 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 that movie that doesn't make any sense. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And on. And it's just no reason for that. There's like a lot of no reason stuff. And that would also fail, I think, a, a, a script writing one-on-one. But in fantasy, you can kind of overlook some of these silly plot holes. But when you can't look over is character arcs, fundamental protagonist, antagonist stuff that makes a story a story. These well, movies are failing in that area. what character arc is actually fairly interesting? Who? Jar Jar Binks. What? Why would you... <laughs> I mean, doesn't he become like the leader? He like he at the end of the movie, doesn't no, he like not a leader? He becomes a center, or no? He comes. A, he becomes, he like becomes something. No, no. So the, the, the ongoing joke or is, is it like, or is it like they like feel bad and like give him a crown? Well, well he, no. Here, would you calm down? I'll tell you the big, big the big thing he I'm ended up doing, calm. which is actually the fundamental like almost middle finger to the fans. Almost, I think George Lucas did it just for as a joke to smile. He is the deciding vote to give Palpatine the power to become an emperor. So that's what Jar Jar Binks ends up doing. His character arc goes from a goofy dude in a swamp to a dude who pretty much clinches the reason why the entire empire becomes what it is. That's the joke with Jar Jar Binks. I mean, everyone loves to use Jar Jar Binks as some kind of like joke, but honestly, well, he's, he has a decent arc. He's not even the worst part of this early prequel, to my opinion. He's just not. There's there's, there's worse things than Jar Jar Binks. I, I don't like him. I hate him to death. But there's worse things. <laughs> I don't like him. I hate him. <laughs> But the again, worst things in him, but I hate him. But, but that's that, that's also be careful because a lot of things are, are are meant to be for kids, so you can't be you can't hate on everything if it's kid related. So whatever, I, I kind of shrug at that stuff. I always, I always just hate the stuff that's fundamentally broken, makes you not care about characters that you know are put into peril that we don't care about. I, that that never happens in the first three movies. The the original trilogy, no 
character gets into a trouble situation and you're like, roll your eye, like whatever. Like name me one scene in any of the three movies that someone's in peril. You're like, oh, whatever. He's going to get out of there. No big deal. doesn't happen. You actually care. That doesn't happen yeah. in these movies. These movies, they just never make you care about the character. Wasn't there the scene where like Poe um, meets Finn and then gives Finn something and then like Poe crashes and you feel like Poe is dead, but then he's just yep. like not dead? He's just not dead. Just magically that not was dead. Really yeah, weird. The that TIE was fighter. the first movie, right? Yeah, yeah Force Awakens. The, the TIE fighter crashes into the desert and then sinks into the ground. And and he always left his jacket, and Finn's like, "Oh, I got his jacket." Which, by the way, was the the uh, one of the original fan uh, theories was that they were they were homosexuals, and they're actually turning to love each other, which may still be true. Who knows? But the, you know, it's almost like Ryan tried to destroy it that way. Huh. Yeah, but didn't that, he have a thing with that girl? That's the point in the second movie, which is what Ryan Ryan did. So again, another thing he, they destroyed. The possible thing that Adams was creating a, a possible first homosexual love interest in Star Wars universe, he totally destroyed. With him and this girl, it's it's stupid. It's just none of the more stupid things are just no reason to happen. Again, I have a whole long list of stuff. Um, well, his thing, I mean, Finn's thing with the girl, I felt so forced. Of course, it's forced. Everything's it was, forced. It was so every weird. relationship is forced in these movies. There's nothing earned. Nothing earned at all. Nothing is genuine in any of these relationships. It's it's cold. Nothing feels right. Dude, what about fucking Luke Skywalker? I, I gotta tell you something. I gotta what, tell you something. What? I'm just fucking ranting at this point. What? You know what the the second movie is missing? The last last Jedi. He's um, missing Han Solo. Well, he's dead. Like, I know he's <laughs> fucking dead. My point is, okay. I think he he is a, an important part of the, the like Star Wars universe. Perhaps, but we he is a great character. What we can't do is I think I think it was leaked that in order for him to come back, in order for him to agree to come back for the Force Awakens, he said, "I have to die in this movie because he wanted Lucas to kill him in Return of Jedi, and he wouldn't do it." And he says, "Okay, well, I'm done with this shit because he doesn't like it. He doesn't like Star Wars. He's annoyed. He's always thought it was an annoying movie. He's, he's annoyed at everything. I know you're right. You're right. But he, I think I, I believe someone. I, I yeah. The, the best example was when he did that. Uh, he did a, a, <laughs> like a talk show." And they're like, did you feel nostalgic or something? And he was basically said um, that like he felt like the call because of the money, not because of yeah. nostalgia or anything. Well, he has, he has a very dry humor. Though. He has a dry humor. It's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes he's being honest. Sometimes he's just being like super sarcastic. He likes playing that coy, don't care type of guy. So I don't know how much is just some of it's got to be a little bit nostalgic. But no, he's no he. I think he was told that he did say Abrams, you have to write me to die, or I'm not going to come back. And that was his like stipulation in his contract. Um, but yeah, I agree. It'd be great to have Han Solo in those movies. Um, but at what extent, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it does. I don't think it makes or breaks the movie. I think it's a little excessive. It's just one. Character. I didn't say well. I mean, there was not much that you could do to fix that movie. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of choices that would have to not happen for that movie to not be that way. But I miss Han. Oh well, they they've said that uh, you know he could always come back as a ghost, right? Who knows? Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, it's not. Gonna, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean. I, it's okay to kill off the old characters. I mean, they, not, I know, I know. I'm just saying that the, the, it would have been like a redeeming thing. Well, I got mad that his, that his death means of... nothing. That's what makes people mad and me mad. Like, there's, his death means nothing. There's no sacrifice. There's no character. He didn't solve Kylo Ren's dilemma. He didn't make him change. Nothing about his death had any purpose. I feel like Kylo Ren, if he was, if he actually like was to go on that path, he should, you know, after killing his father. He should have been super evil. Exactly. Not like, oh, let me yes. work with Ray yes. to fight off these red dudes. And I mean super evil to the point where like we'll let like make Darth Vader look like a baby. Like suddenly he's just slaughtering people in a gore gruesome way. Like just go I, freaking I, I would insane. I would be down for that too. But I also I'm not a I'm not I do like that he's kind of like a whiny guy. I, I, I like no, that he's whiny. I liked him I like whiny him. until he killed Han. After he killed Han, he should no longer be whiny. It's called a character. No, no, he's still whiny. I know he's still and got I, problems, bro. I but know he, he does. Be working with Ray, oh, he shouldn't have been working with Ray. Well, they'll probably explain it was the super third weird. I, I look as I said. Also, I, the trailer, by the way, okay, shows them fighting each other and then fighting together. Did sort you notice of, that? Sort of. The only time they said fighting together, if you notice, it's destroying the uh, um, a, um, the Darth Vader um, charcoal thing. My guess is a dream sequence, like a. Uh, like a mean dream sequence. Yeah, it's it's, it's like like, a, like uh, when Finn wakes up in the beginning of the the movie and says that nothing happened that was real. <laughs> Got it. Forget everything you saw. Uh, laziest writing ever. Like that, that's the old adage. Like if you if you end up with in the end of an episode or something and it's a dream, that's lazy writing because that means nothing. You didn't have any consequence. Yeah, which I, is what you're saying happened. Nothing of any consequence. 
No, you're he right. wakes up and that... he's still on the ship on the thing, and and Luke's alive. And <laughs> God, that'd be great. Well, Luke is in this movie, by the way. Um, it's been leaked. He's but he's probably a ghost, obviously. In fact, I think his voice is in that movie, right? In the, in the trailer. Yeah. So and yeah, so he, is, uh, what's her name's voice as well? Leia. Leia, yeah. Well, she never died in the movie. She's so. in the movie too. We yeah, had CGI. They CGI yeah. her, which is fine because she, she passed away. So I can't really do anything, do anything different. But uh, I like what was, what was another thing I say the the bitch about the last Jedi was was Luke, right? So he had this magical force ability, which you know, again, I love when movies just come up with these new force abilities. That's the thing about which Star was Wars. his new ability to not be there to to fucking transport his physical self a billion miles away to another galaxy planet somewhere else, like. That's, by the way, totally stupid. That doesn't make it... That, that What? But fine, he does it. He does it to why? Why did, Why doesn't he just fucking go to the planet? Because he dies right after. Spoiler. Like, he's gone. He evaporates. In, in a very unceremonious, unexperienced... On his, the island by himself. Again, his death is fucking sad and pointless and has no meaning. Like, what is with these people? Let's take... He went there to teach Kylo Ren. Teach where? His Kylo, nephew. Kylo, Kylo, he didn't teach anybody. He he just he wasn't he there talking to Kylo Ren, in, in, and like the Force Dusty. Mind, the Force Mind. He wasn't actually. I know, but he was technically Kylo Ren didn't know that, but he was there trolling him. But he should also trying to help him. I'm saying he should have just fucking gone. Why did why did he Force Mind? Why didn't he just go? Because they couldn't have done the cool scene where he gets shot and then brushes spectacle. It off his shoulder. Spectacle. Once again, everything is driven in plot by spectacle, not by character driven reasoning. And it drives me fucking insane. So no, he should have gone. He should have fought Rylo. He should have hauled him off. And Kylo Ren should have killed Luke to hold off enough time for the rebels to leave. That would have made way more sense than him just fucking evaporating in a goddamn mountain by himself. Like, what the hell is going on with these people's minds? Like, it's not it's not about being um, nostalgic. It's about simply... I'm not a like, fan of making up those new rules either. Yeah, so many new rules. Like, well, okay, suddenly you can just <sighs> transport your brain to... Why? Why, why didn't they? Why didn't Yoda do that a bunch of billion times? Why didn't Obi Wan fucking do that daily? Like just fucking, I'm gonna go over here and, and fix shit while you know I'm, I'm hiding somewhere. Like what is going on? I feel like that would be pretty necessary if you want. Like if you want to date someone in like the date, date galactic. Date? Well, like, let's say you're like you know. Wow, this changed to a different direction. If you're if you're dating someone in in the Star Wars universe and like you can teleport yourself there but not actually be there, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty huge. I mean, it must be hard to have like a, a long distance relationship in in the, you know. <laughs> the ultimate long distance relationship, fourteen billion miles away. I'm gonna be here. Light years, light years. Not like whatever. You know, billion is until whatever. <laughs> Title of the podcast: Dating in Star Wars Universe. <laughs> no, we're titling this podcast. Are Star Wars rant? Star Wars rant. Star Wars rant. Then. This, <laughs> it's horseshit, man. It's 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 heartbreaking because yes. So when I talk about nostalgia, it's not like a nostalgia like it. It drives my my uh, my my judgment of something. It drives my passion for something. As in, I care about it because of I my can nostalgia. tell you're passionate. Yeah, because of my nostalgia. But it doesn't. I don't judge it because I don't hold it up against the old movies. Like okay, well, I like these characters, so why aren't these characters just as good? I look at it as like. They destroyed something that was really great in a lot of people's lives and had a lot of potential to be better. And I don't know why. Because it was your so bad. memory of the no, no. Wait, I didn't finish. <gasps> My, the memory of those movies, mm -hmm. the original trilogy, is now painted. No, not at all. No, no. All I'm doing is my brain is telling you know what. <sighs> New Hope, Empire, Return of Jedi. That's a movie. And got, and guess what? Guess what's great? You know what the fucking you know what the best part about Rogue One is? It happened right before it happened right before No Hope. So it's part of the yeah. it's part of the trilogy. You know, so I can put Rogue One, New Hope, Return Empire Strikes, Return. It's a four movie trilogy. And I can watch all four in a row and it makes sense now. And it's fun and I'll enjoy it. So I just I, I don't care. It doesn't ruin the old movies for me. It just never will because there's something special about those old movies. And um that's great. Those movies are special. Now, I don't ever expect the old new movies to be that special. That's the thing. It's like I've never expected them ever to be like, oh, this will be better than Star Wars. I want to be better. It's just like start with the basics and then move start outward. Start with the basics. Start with the you basics. Mean like a Make, basic plot? Start with pretend the characters are not in space and pretend the Jedi don't exist. Start there. Start there. And then make a movie where characters have to be cared about before you add the spectacle. And then the spectacle just makes it a punchier, more exciting adventure. But they didn't do that. They started the spectacle, 
and they reverse backwards. And that's where you get this these wooden ass characters. No one cares about Poe. No one cares about Finn. No one cares about that random Asian lady. We don't even know her name, right? Um, I don't know her name. I strangely didn't care about Leia at all. You know, it's like she seemed kind of like just this, this bitter woman again. Like she didn't seem to have sort of like, there's no, like the, they, they forced the spunk. Like if you're an older lady at that point, she should be way wiser and way calmer and actually say a lot less. Um, you don't care about, you, you don't care about anyone. I can't, I, I'm trying to think of any character in these three movies that I, I'm excited to see what, I was sort of excited about Ray until, oh, guess what? Lost Jedi comes in. Yeah, guess what? You're kind of pointless. Your, your parents don't mean anything. They just, they just flew away. They're horrible people. Like, yeah, that is like such a weird thing to do. That was one of the strangest things where it's like, no, your parents are just, they were just like nobodies. I found that a little odd. You know, that dude, that's the entire experience of that movie. It seems like oddest experience. Odd. Oh, that's odd. That was odd. Why? Did, that was odd. That was odd. Why? What? What? Why? You do, okay, that was odd. Great. All right. Well, that movie's over now. And what am I supposed to do? Star Wars, the last oddity. <laughs> I hope it's the last oddity. Uh, I mean, it, well, I, mean, I love how like people online always say, "Well, it's because you love the old Star Wars. You'll never understand." But I mean, there's no one, there's nobody right now watching these new trilogies that are going to be in 15 years talking about it. You know, that's the thing. It's like you can't, you can't pretend that anyone's going to be like, "Wow, that movie was great. Those movies were wonderful. This made a lot to mean to me." Even if you were like, I think that Mandalorian and, and the other in, like standalones yes. or new trilogies are going to do that aren't forced to follow <clears throat> some sort of path can be really special. And I think that those are the ones that I'm really looking forward to the most. Sort of like Rogue One. Um, well, did you Han Solo was kind of like a, a whatever in the middle. Yeah. But then there's like Mandalorian looks really sick. I'm sorry. Did you see the budget for Mandalorian? No. It is bigger than Game of Thrones per episode. Isn't that crazy? We all know how that ended. $27 million an episode. Yeah, it looked like a movie. Like... I was watching the trailer for Mandalorian. I was like, this looks like a Star Wars movie every week. So I'm could, so down. Yeah, I'm definitely in Disney Plus because of it. And um, and I'm hopeful yeah, because... Uh, by, by the way, I haven't talked yet in this podcast about something a very... You haven't uh, talked? Uh, uh, <laughs> I said talked about <laughs> something. Wish. Wow! You need I'm to be kidding, nicer dojo. to Dojo. You be no, nice to me. Dojo. Nice to me. Um, no, there's one thing. There's like a, there's a diatribe I have about, about Star Wars. <laughs> I know there's change the title of this podcast. <laughs> Dojo's, the diatribe. Di Dojo's diatribes. Um, <laughs> there's the diatribe about Star Wars that always, by the way, is another reason why Rogue One was good, and you didn't probably even know it because it was subconscious. What people don't realize, if you watch the first trilogy, the idea of the Force and the Jedi was a second, if not third tier plot point. It was not important. There was not something that was driving the force or driving the storyline, the character arcs, except for Luke a little bit. But even then it was more about saving people. It wasn't about the force. The force was always just a, a mechanic, like a like a cool story point that is interesting. And ever since those movies came out, it, it, it exploded because people focused on it to a point where it, the people think that's only about lightsabers, using the Force, and the Jedi. So by the time the prequels come out, all that Lucas did was talk about Jedi and make it this huge fucking arc. But in reality, Star Wars is not about the Jedi. It's Star Wars. It's war. It's about societies struggling with oppression and, and, and fighting. And, and the political part of it, yeah. too. Um, and honestly, it's like... That's, well, that's why, why the originals weren't like, like you said, like it was very little fighting. Yeah. Only the third one was really like a ton of fighting. Um, well, like, I was, I was lightsabers. About, well, I was talking about Marvel earlier, but um, I'm just saying like, like lightsabers. Yeah, that's why it's not lightsabers, but because it's not about the Jedi. Because I don't really care about the Jedi. I find it to be boring. Take that back. I just don't. I, I think it's boring. I, I like Jedi. I care about the Empire. I care about how fucking cool it was to see a massive, monstrous, oppressive system of like cold ships with military precision and destruction and like a, a, a raggling crew of people who are just banding together with whatever they could in a dark, dark, dirty universe trying to fight back that. That's what Star Wars for me, even as a kid. I never cared about lightsabers ever in my life. Never owned one, never played with one. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. They're pointless. But now in Star Wars universe, that's if you say Star Wars to anyone in the world or any layman, they'll immediately think Jedi, lightsabers. That's what they say. That's what they think about. And it's it's silly to me. And so that's another problem with this stuff. They focus too much on the Jedi. And and the trilogy does it too. It's like they only think about Rey and 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 uh, uh, Kylo Ren about the Jedi. Well, that's what spectacle is, though, Joe. So they're doing exactly that. Jedi's are spectacles like when they're using their lightsabers. I mean, 
just look at uh you know even the the prequels too it's like so many lightsaber battles Oh, the prequels are bad. The prequels were like he did kind of drop drop the ball in that whole like too much. Lightsaber. I liked in the original ones where it was like he was bad with the lightsaber, then got better, and then yep. on the third one he was finally like almost like you know he's mastered it. Yeah, it's but called, in the beginning it was it was arc. like super slow. Like yeah. they were the fighting was so slow mm -hmm. in the in the first one. Well, actually, there's actually a great YouTube video you should go check out. Uh, some guys I don't know who did it. It's actually. This is the amazing thing. This is what I mean. Like, there's a lot of creative people out there that I think will never get the light of day because it's about who you know, not about how good you are. Someone remade the Obi Wan Darth, Sa Darth Vader lightsaber battle um, from like scratch. They took uh, the stock photography and then CGI that they did, and it's fucking badass. Like, it's really cool. Like, it's like wow. It, it, it still has the same similar pace. But you get more of like a, a vibe of like they were actually fighting, and it was actually really cool to watch. And I I, I I'll, I'll we'll talk about it after after the podcast. If you haven't seen yeah, it. just putting we'll we'll put the link if we can find it. Yeah, in I'll the definitely description. I mean, yeah. But dojo. What? Oh god, I hear that. That's the voice. I know that. I know. I've known you long enough. I know that tone. I know that tone. I know it. Hmm. What? I think what we're. Am I, I, say? I, I think we're done with the dojo tie tribes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted now. <laughs> but honestly, I think that we had a pretty, uh, pretty good conversation about these things. And I think that it's, there's a lot to be, I think there can be a lot more that we talk about related to this, especially after the movie comes out. I think it'd be cool to actually watch it. Yeah. And then maybe doing uh, some sort of a review on it um, yeah, together. Maybe, maybe, you know, I, I'm not an optimist. <laughs> I won't be that guy, but that I know. Oh, damn, son. But I will say that if it comes out and it's a good movie. I'm not going to say like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm hold my stance. I'm good at changing my viewpoint. If it's a good movie, I'm going to be like, dude, that was great. I'm so excited that they, they turned it around. We'll see you when we get there. But I don't, I have no faith. <laughs> All right. All <laughs> wow. right, Stead. You have a good night. Thanks for uh, chatting Star Wars with me. That was fun. It was fun.